Support for Charlotte Readers Podcast is provided by Park Road Books, the oldest and only independent bookstore in Charlotte, and by Charlotte Mecklenburg Library, a connector of readers, leaders, and learners with 20 locations and a 24-hour online presence. Support is also provided by members like you, and for that, we offer our gratitude along with some awesome member-only content. You can find out more about these member benefits at charlottereaderspodcast.com. Welcome to this Under the Covers episode of Charlotte Readers Podcast, where authors give voice to their written words. This is the Friday version of Charlotte Readers Podcast, where host Landis Wade and his author guests get under the covers. That's right. We get in and out because there are just too many interesting books and engaging authors in the region and not enough time. And just like the longer version of the show, you'll learn interesting facts about the authors and their books, and the authors will read their work. And also, like the longer version, you will find images, links, and information about the authors in the show notes at charlottereaderspodcast.com. We are a proud member of the Queen City Podcast Network, a uh, collection of Charlotte podcasts produced in and centering around the Queen City, and also a proud member of Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, broadcasting radio shows and podcasts about authors to a worldwide audience. I'm Landis Wade, the producer and host of this podcast. I'm a recovering trial lawyer. I'm the author of a trilogy of books where lawyers save Christmas, kind of a cross between My Cousin Vinny and Miracle on 34th Street, and I write stories, and I love books, and I love dogs, and I love beaches and mountains and fly fishing and sports and reading and more, and I also love getting under the covers with my authors. So let's get to it. Hey, listeners, welcome to this Under the Covers episode of Charlotte Readers Podcast. Today I'm visiting uh, with Amy Williams, and uh, we're talking about her book, Love Catches Up with Wanda Petunia, and other books in the Wanda Adventure Book series. Wanda Petunia is the imaginary pig friend of Amy Jane Williams, a Charlotte creative, social justice activist, and therapist, owner of her own practice, Amy Williams Wellness. Wanda came to Amy as an adult to share meaningful stories of inspired teachings on betrayal, hope, true love, soulmates, positive self-talk, loss of loved ones, and body healing. Uh, Laura Helgo, Ph. Uh, psychologist, author of Introvert Power, Why Your Inner Life is Your Hidden Strength, says, Wanda is the yearning heart free of defenses. As I flew with her around the world, I felt free too. Wanda captures and gives back everything we forget to be. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And Wanda wanted to thank you too. Here she is. I, I, I can see her. They can't, but they will be able to see her. They, listeners, you will be able to see Wanda in the show notes. And that little uh, snorting sound, that was uh, that was actually Wanda. That was not Amy talking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're both uh, high. She just had to jump in there and say hi too. That's right. So, uh, listeners, uh, uh, Amy and I met at uh, Advent Coworking. Me as a podcaster, Amy has her office there where she's a therapist. And uh, she also uh, taught a class uh, on the artist's way, 12 weeks long. And I was a student of that. And uh, we're going to actually have a separate Patreon episode that's releasing this month where Amy and I talk about uh, learning from the artist's way and hit some of the high points of that. It's an interesting episode uh, uh, that if you're creative and you're interested in that kind of thing, you know, tune in. But Amy, a little bit more about you first. Uh, you're from Indiana, but you call Charlotte home. How'd you get here from Indiana? So I'm a Midwestern girl. I grew up in Indiana and 
I have lived a lot of places in my adult life, but I moved here a couple of years ago to be closer to my younger son and also be able to fly to New York. And I love Charlotte. Yeah. And you're an only child. You grew up with a, a special affection for animals. You wanted to be a veterinarian originally, right? Uh, that is so true. Yeah. So, so how, did, how did you go from working on animals to working on uh, people? Well, when I went to Purdue, my first class, they said they, chemistry class, they wanted to flunk as many people as possible. And some people would take that as a rallying cry, but I was kind of like the wilted flower. And um, I think if I'd had more of a heart for it, I might have stuck, stuck with it. But chemistry was just not my thing. And um, so I've always loved animals and care a lot about them, but I also love and care about people. So eventually my life transitioned through many career incarnations and I went back to graduate school and counseling and now I get to help people and um, a lot lot of people bring their pets to therapy. So I get to help that way too. Yeah. And this, this book we're going to talk about in a little bit, actually it's a a collection of books that you've done with Wanda Petunia um, is all about, uh, is a little bit of therapy in that too. Although you probably put a disclaimer on there. You're not giving (laughs) therapeutic advice. That's true. Yeah. But, uh, you know, did it grow out of your, um, experience as a therapist or did it kind of grow out of uh, your own just life experiences? This, this idea of Wanda, Wanda Petunia. I think that Wanda's adventure stories really, um, were gifts to me from above. And you and I've touched on in our own conversations, um, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, and how ideas just come out of the sky and whoever tunes into them benefits. And as a young, I had my children very young and I just struggled a lot emotionally. And so I think Wanda came to me as an imaginary friend, as an adult, as odd as that seems. Um, whether just as a creative expression of myself or something from beyond with these stories that just really fell out of the sky. They, they almost don't even totally feel like they're mine. They just come in whole pieces and they're like gifts. So does that mean it is true that pigs can fly? Yes, they definitely can fly. <laughs> Although it's usually in an airplane, but yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen too many on an airplane, but I'll take yeah. your word for it. Well, you, uh, yeah. In Wanda's first book, she flies around the planet. So Yeah, and, and you, you do a lot of different things, Amy. Um, in addition to creating this we're going to talk about today, uh, you like uh, riding bikes, uh, zines, ukulele, hiking outdoors, growing plants. And you've even got a podcast now too, right? I do. So I'm sharing that this summer. We just released um, the first one this week. And so it's the Wanda Petunia Love podcast. And I have nine episodes and they're on, um, they're all on topics of self-care and self-love. And one of the reasons that I wanted to share that podcast was the importance of conversation, of having conversation with yourself, like, you know, getting connected with yourself and then also having conversations with others about meaningful topics. Yeah, that's great. I've listened to a couple of episodes. Uh, it's interesting. You've done a collection. You get done like eight episodes. Uh, uh, and that's an interesting way to do a podcast. Some of the best podcasts out there don't necessarily put out every week or every month or whatever, but they do a series. So people can binge it. They can find you. They can listen. And then maybe one day they'll want you to come back and do something else with it. Right. Definitely. I love collections. Yeah. I do sewing collections too. Like I've, 
I love, I'm, I think the creative part of me has a hard time sticking with one thing sometimes. So even though I've stayed with Wanda and I have stayed together as best friends, the way that we collaborate, she and I like can be many different ways. And so we have a variety of collections going on. So before we dive into the book, Love Catches Up with Wanda Petunia, let's talk a little bit about how you met Wanda. You were a young mother, two young boys. Um, I think you told me you're you're actually going to school or something. This thing pops into your head. What's going on in the world, in your world at that time that uh, you needed someone like Wanda? I think as a as a young person and a young mother, I just struggled with finding peace inside myself. And really, I, it sounds kind of strong, but actually I sometimes even loathed myself. Like I just didn't like myself and I loved my children very much, but I just, again, I was so young myself. I'm My children bless me because they're like, mom, you know, even though sometimes you weren't that great, you were a very young mom back then. So <laughs> I've learned a lot, thankfully, but I was, um, struggling. And one day I was driving past my son's elementary school. I just remember Al Gore was on NPR talking about trees, the importance of trees and the name Wanda Petunia dropped in my head. And I liked the name and I just remembered it. And then um, shortly after the first story just dropped in my head, um, the whole story. And so I wrote it down and, and then I didn't do anything with it for quite a while. Mm. Okay, so uh, before we get under the covers, we've got a, a book cover here. Uh, Love Catches Up with Wanda Petunia. The listeners can't see it. They'll see it in the show notes, of course. But uh, what do we see on the cover of this book? You see um, a son. It's hand illustrated by me. I really like to illustrate things. And so I illustrated my own book. And it's the rear end of a pig heading off the cover. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so you see... Um, a trail of hearts behind her. I'm just wondering why Wanda got the rear end on the <laughs> front cover. Because she, in the story, she's traveling, and so you just barely can catch her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's a good enough story as any, I suppose. She might have her agent after you after this. Uh, yes. Okay. So are you ready to get under the covers? Sure. Hey, listeners, before we get under the covers, I'd like to share some benefits that are available to you, our listeners. If you sign up for our email list at our website, charlottereaderspodcast.com, uh, we will send you uh, a free ebook, the first book in my Christmas courtroom trilogy. We promise not to spam you. That just takes way too much time. We just provide a bi-weekly newsletter to let uh, listeners know what's coming and uh, allow you to engage with the show. Also, if you'd like to support your uh, favorite local independent bookstore and get audiobooks at the same time, uh, you can join libro.fm. That's L-I-B-R-O. FM. And if you use the promo code Charlotte Reader, that's all one word. You may not be from Charlotte, but you can still be a Charlotte Reader to get this benefit. When you use that promo code, you're going to get uh, two books for the price of one when you join at uh, Libro's $14.99 monthly membership level. This is a great way to support uh, your local independent bookstore and get uh, great audiobooks uh, at the same time. So check it out. Okay, so we're talking about uh, Love Catches Up with Wanda Petunia, authored by Amy J. Williams, also uh, illustrated by Amy Jane Williams. And uh, Amy, um, did you think of yourself as an illustrator or did you just sit down with a pencil and a pen and go at it? I've never thought of myself as an illustrator or a writer. I just do it because I love it. And I think it's that passion of wanting to share that overcomes any inadequacy or inhibition. And I'm like, 
I just feel the like compelling to do it. And so I just do. So we know the pigs fly. We got you illustrating the book. Um, third question. Tell us about the title. Wanda catches up with love. How did she lose love? Well, the beginning of the book, Wanda Petunia is in love. She's very much in love. And then she finds her boyfriend kissing another pig. And so it's a story of betrayal and, um, it's a personal quandary that actually comes up a lot in my therapy practice um, of being hurt or betrayed, and yet you don't want to let that take over or ruin your life. And so in the beginning, she's betrayed, and the story just takes off from there. Now, I listened to your podcast, and you said that even though you are a therapist, you're human too. You've got your own issues that you work on and, and Wanda Petunia has been a way for you to kind of, kind of hone in on that, to focus on, you know, loving yourself first. Cause I think your mantra is you, it, in order to love others, you should get comfortable with, in your own skin first. Am I on the right track? Definitely. There? Yeah. I mean, Jesus teach that love, love your neighbor as yourself. And it just makes sense. Like the more you love yourself and the better you feel about yourself, the more gracious and like caring you can be to other people. Okay, so the inciting incident, which is always happens in a novel, at least in this little book here with Wanda Petunia, is we got a, a pig, and the pig's been betrayed. And uh, so she doesn't want to let this, uh, I think you told me, the sun set on her anger. And uh, so she sets off on a mission. Give us a little synopsis of what this journey is like for, for Wanda Petunia. I mean, Wanda's journey is, a, it's really the hero's or the heroine's journey. It's a it's a journey of transformation where she has been betrayed and she wants to feel her feelings. She's rooting mad and snorting mad and she's very sad, but she also doesn't want to let the sun set on her anger. And so the only creative option she can come up with is to make a trip around the planet. And so it's really the foundation of so much of what I do is that creative tension of how can you let yourself feel your feelings, but you also have aspirations for something more? And so it's this transformative journey, which in Wanda's world, we call a rainbow heart. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the it's where you take the, the hurts of life and you transform them into something better. And that's the hope that you share with other people. Well, that's great. You have a message. I suppose this is for audiences, uh, Adults and children, is that true? I mean, it's probably more for adults and teenage girls. And, Teenagers, you know, I mean, I've yeah. had some kids, younger kids, definitely younger kids connect more with Wanda plushies and and even the idea of like liking and loving yourself. Like I've done a lot of like superhero workshops with kids where they identify their superpowers and we bring in <clears throat> Wanda in that way. But, um, I mean, Wanda's been performed as a musical three times with teenage girls at a music academy. And so it's, you know, teenage girls connect with it, too, because it's, you know, they have a lot of feelings. <laughs> so, you know, and so it's, you know, it's um, and Wanda's a great character. Like a lot of people that know Wanda always ask, what would Wanda do? And, um, you know, have relationships. It's like when you create a character, people form relationships with the character that don't have anything to do with me. So Wanda has a life way beyond Amy now where other people have their own adventures with her. Well, there's also humor embedded in the book because I, I flipped it open here and uh, there's this page where 
Wanda's got some tears. It says her boyfriend had turned out to be a real swine. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way. That's a great way to describe the, the, the fellow who, uh, who wasn't polite to him. Exactly. Maybe somebody turned him into bacon or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so before we have you do a little reading here, um, I want to talk about your, uh, th- this is a fun story you, you shared with me um, about when you were a child and you were working on a pig farm of all places. Um, and you stood up, uh, you know, to, to the man, I guess, or to the pig man. And, and, and you told him what, I mean, it was actually a family member. And so okay. I don't get any too much more detail than that, but, um, but I would, as a young girl, I wanted to be a veterinarian and I would work at the vet and I would work on farms and I was there and pigs don't sweat. And so if they're inside, like in a farrowing house, if you don't have a sprinkler on them, um, it's like suffocating because they can't go roll. They roll in the mud to cool down. And so the sprinklers got turned off to save money and I could see that they were suffering. And I complained and said that wasn't okay. And I got fired. And I can still remember riding my bicycle home and crying, not really for myself, but just for the animals, because, you know, I felt that compassion for them. They were caged and not being treated well. And so um, I just think it's important to speak up. And it's coming up a lot now in our culture, being able to speak up against wrongs. And so as hard as I can be on myself, I'm proud of myself that even at a young age, I was always willing to stand up when I saw someone human or animal being mistreated. Well, that's great. Sounds like you went on Norma Ray on them and uh, that formed a pig, <laughs> a pig union there. I mean, it was many, it was decades later when Wanda came into my life. And as a pig, like I didn't plan that, you know, like when the name Wanda Petunia and the character came, I didn't select that. It was just the incarnation of how she came to me, which I think is one of the joys of life, how we get blessed so unexpectedly. Like, isn't that a fun twist in life that, you know, pigs didn't have a voice when I was a child protesting on their behalf, but then this character came with a voice that really teaches humane treatment of all beings, including self. So, yeah. yeah. Now you've got, you've got the original book, Love Catches Up with Wanda Petunia. You've also got the book, Wanda Petunia, Heart's Love, A Song Self-Love. You've got another book, uh, Wanda, I'm Wanda, A Color of My World with Love. And you even got a passport and you've got, <laughs> you got a journal, right? You got all kinds Books of Books on grieving. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The grieving one's a special story. Original Wanda lost her eye. And around the same time that plushie lost her eye, um, I had been doing a lot for children with cancer, like get, getting plushie Wanda's to them. And so that was another amazing story. I'd wanted to write a book for kids with cancer or people that lose body parts, you know, through illness. And so the book Goodbye I was is related to grieving changes in our body. And so I just always feel blessed when the stories come. They're like little treasures. All right, that's great. Well, I, I'd like you to read uh, some Wanda Petunia here, depending on time. We'll see how much of the book we get through. But uh, whenever you're ready, just uh, take it away. Okay. So this is Love Catches Up with Wanda Petunia by Amy Williams. And... The dedication is dedicated to everyone who's ever had a broken heart. Wanda Petunia was in love. She was in love with a wonderful man. He said he loved her too. Wanda, I love you to the ends of the earth. That was 
that was hands. <laughs> she believed him. And that was the smile. Yeah. She believed him until she found him in the arms of another. Wanda Petunia was still in love. She was in love with a wonderful, terrible man. Unfortunately for Wanda Petunia, she had just come home from Sunday school. While there, her teacher read the verse, Do not let the sun set on your anger. Hmm, thought Wanda Petunia, perplexed. This was a problem. Wanda Petunia was no stranger to problems. She had to figure out which shoes to wear. She is a pig who wears shoes. She had to figure out which lipstick color went best with her pale pink complexion. But this was new territory for Wanda Petunia. How could she keep the sun from setting on her anger? Wanda Petunia was not ready to move on. She was mad. She was rooting mad. She was snorting mad. And so there was only one thing to do. Wanda Petunia knew she best get going. She asked her neighbor to feed her cat. She gassed up her convertible and she hit the road. It had been early in the day when Wanda Petunia saw her beloved in a lip lock with an old sow. As she roared onto the interstate, the sun was already at 10 a.m. and shining bright in her rearview mirror. She pushed her hoof to the floor and zoomed away. For 10 hours, Wanda was safe. But she knew it was getting darker. The bright morning haze turned into a more intense midday glare, and by late evening, she was losing her lead. Somewhere in the Midwest, the sun was setting on her anger. Even though the day's end was in sight, there was no end in sight for her anger. She was still rooting mad. She was still snorting mad. That's Wanda. But, she, but Wanda was also tired. Just then, Wanda saw a little airport in the cornfields. She roared up and asked, Can you fly me west and fast? A crop dusting pilot agreed, and Wanda climbed into his plane. She sighed with relief and felt herself lift into the sky. <sighs> Wanda looked down at the cornfields and back at the sun. It was hot on her pigtail. With anger burning in her heart, could she beat the setting sun? Wanda Petunia was traveling with the sun, but it was faster. It was dusk when the plane Wanda commandeered saw the Hollywood sign. When the plane landed at LAX, it caused quite a commotion. But Wanda was on a mission. Rushing to the ticket counter, Wanda pulled out her credit card and passport. One-way ticket to Japan, she huffed. Running caused Wanda to wheeze. When there was a hint of sunlight left, Wanda's jumbo jet took off. She could not sleep. She had to catch the sun. Wanda was still rooting mad. She was still snorting mad. Her boyfriend had turned out to be a real swine. And it had to be that she found this out on the same day her Sunday school teacher talked about the verse, Do not let the sun set on your anger. With relief, Wanda noticed her plane was catching up with the sun. She had hope. 
Wanda loved Japanese style. She wanted to stay and shop, but the sun was hot on her pigtail again. After landing in Japan with the sun in the afternoon sky, she got her next flight to India. Wanda loved Indian curry. She even had a pierced nose. But the sun kept advancing on Wanda's hot, spicy anger. She grumbled. Just escaping another setting sun, Wanda headed to the worst place in the world for a pig with a broken heart. France. Nearly escaping the sun setting, it was evening when Wanda Petunia landed in France, in Paris. Wanda did the only thing she could think of. She decided to hunt for truffles. Common pigs would hunt for truffles in the woods, but Wanda was not common. Wanda headed to the only place a respectable porcine would go, the truffle shop. At the truffle shop, yield truffle shop, Wanda saw a tall, beefy Parisian pig behind the counter. Hmm, thought the truly tired Wanda. Maybe there's a pig out there who's better for me. Oui, oui, bonjour, said the very handsome boar. And there's a footnote that says definitely not boar, B-O-R-E. He was turning to Wanda. Then it happened. Wanda Petunia's heart melted. So did her anger. The sun set right on time. The end. <laughs> That's great. I, I like how you qualified the snorts to make sure that it was uh, Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not, not, not Amy that was snorting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think we kind of picked that up. <laughs> she had to put in her two snorts worth. I had to give us that footnote there. So, uh, okay, this this is great. Um, I, I guess, um, Amy, one question I have, and this is sort of writing life question now related to this. Uh, I, I'm guessing that you write sometimes to discover things about yourself, uh, maybe about the world around you. Uh, what has writing this story and writing these other stories for Wanda um, helped you discover about yourself? I think it's helped me discover about myself just a constant learning because even in that first book that felt like a gifted story to me, um, I I learned later that Beefy Parisian Pig was not, he's Wanda's best friend. When I went to France for an artist residency, um, I learned a lot about him because I went to where he's from. And he really has his own story, which I've written and not published yet. But his story, he's like a symbol of hope that that we all deserve to be treated well and to be respected. And so I think what writing does for me is it's like this mystery that, you know, even in a story, there can be continual learning. You can, I don't know if you feel this way, you can read a story many times at different times of your life and you learn something new every time. And so I think that's, that's part of the blessing. And also I think writing is just a gift, whether it turns into a story that gets published or shared with people, or it's just for our own edification. It's just, um, just a fabulous process. So you talked about how you, you know, Wanda, the pig flew into your life Mm -hmm. (laughs) on the way to elementary school uh, at a time when you needed it. And uh, I'm just wondering um, as Wanda's journey has progressed and, you know, has yours progressed as well? I mean, have you seen that it's helped you in your own progression uh, from that space you're in at the time 
to where you are today? Absolutely. I mean, when I when that first story was gifted to me, I would never have imagined getting to go to France for an artist reg- residency to go during the Truffle Pig Festival to learn about truffle pigs. And I got to take Wanda and Beefy Parisian Pig, the plush toys, to the Eiffel Tower and read the story to them there. I'm sure people thought I was crazy <laughs> reading a story to two pigs. but And like from that, I even here got to work with Project 658, um, the Make Welcome Refugee Sewing Collective to make Wanda products. And so there's things in the beginning that I never would have imagined. And I'm sure there's more things to come that I can't um, really articulate or know, but it's just this constantly evolving, like I said, mystery and journey that it's just, it's very comforting, especially in the world right now, excuse me, that it's important to have something to hold on to. Like, you know, some people connect with plush toys. I don't know if you had a plush toy when you were younger. You know, some guys do. My sons had plush toys, but it's just this idea of like comfort, whether it's a plush toy or it's within yourself, it's these important principles that um, we just need them so much now. And so I just feel very blessed to keep learning and getting to share whatever I can that could help anybody. Um, I'm humbled and grateful to do. That's great. Well, what, what's next for Wanda Petunia? Where, where's she flying to next? Um, actually, well, Wanda's doing the podcast this summer, and in the fall, we're going to release a teaching program based on her five books called the Rainbow Heart Program um, to help you know heal broken hearts and learn the Wanda principles through her books and. I don't know after that. Like I always keep saying I want to get Wanda on the Ellen show. <laughs> so Ellen's not even in the studio now, but but why do I want to do that? I just love sharing Wanda Petunia love with more people. It's like she was a great blessing to me. And so I like more people to get to meet her. So um, we'll just see what happens. Thank you for having us here, though. Like Wanda was super excited that you wanted to talk about her story. Well, I'm glad that uh, Wanda was wanting to be on the podcast. Yeah, she wants to tell you thank you again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, You'll great. hear that in the podcast a fair amount because she has to, you know. Yeah, and, and how do people find the podcast? Is it on Apple Podcasts? Uh, um, it is. It's on um, SoundCloud. It's on Spotify and a variety of um different places that are escaping my head right now. But if anybody wants to sign up, you can go to wandapetunialove.com, which is Wanda's website, and you can get a love note. And every Friday I send out the new podcast link. And then I also send out encouraging love notes of just self-care and self-love reminders and homework and journaling prompts. Um, So it's free and encouragement. So I'm a little jealous because I do this podcast all by myself and you've got somebody to help you. You know, Wanda's helping you on this podcast that you're doing so it's not really fair Amy. she'll come over uh, to your place and hang out sure? yeah okay. <laughs> she'd love to do that I, i've got dogs <laughs> they, they might not get yeah. along with a pig yeah somebody uh, said i should make her as a dog toy but she she's yeah. like i'm not going to be anybody's ham sandwich so yeah <laughs> well, well, well fi- final plug here for what we're doing on patreon listeners if you like uh, uh hearing amy talk about uh, creative things and we're going to do this uh, deeper dive here uh, on Patreon about um, basically the artist way and what the book's about and some of the journeys and roadblocks and what creatives deal with. And uh, uh, so that'll be fun. So check it out. It's uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Charlotte Readers Podcast, all one word. 
Uh, that'll be out the same month as this episode. Amy, uh, oh, one of the things, listeners, uh, all this stuff, you can, the links and pictures of Wanda and everything are going to be in the show notes. You can find them there. Amy, thanks so much uh, for being on Charlotte Reader's Podcast. Thank you so much for having me and Wanda. We are very grateful to you and love all this goodness that you're sharing. So thank you. Well, that's it for today. Another fine author giving voice to their written words. Next Tuesday, we'll have another in-depth episode with readings and conversations about the written word and the writing life of a local or regional author. But before then, be on the lookout for another Under the Covers episode where we do much the same thing we do here, but quicker and sometimes away from the studio. Because there are just too many good authors. And not enough time. If you like what we're doing, please consider leaving a short written review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Because when you do, our authors' voices travel much farther and wider in podcast land. And if you're inclined to help us help authors give voice to the written words, and you'd like some member-only content cultivated by our authors and me as our thanks, please consider becoming a member supporter. You can find out how to become a member supporter and more about today's show and all previous episodes at charlottereaderspodcast.com. And you can keep up with news about the show by joining our email list and engaging with us on social media. We promise not to spam you because, well, that takes too much time. And if you do join our email list, we'll give you a free ebook written by me. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Until next week. I'm Landis Wade for Charlotte Readers Podcast. Charlotte Readers Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved.